0: Hey Mystics! It's your girl Andrea and I'm Shelby Valentine. Welcome to Mystic Medicine where we have conscious conversations around healing, expansion, and the messy reality of being human. This podcast supports your ascension discussing
1: everything spirituality, energetics, manifestation, shamanism, and so much more.
0: Join our tribe of mystics in healing the collective and serving medicine one One podcast podcast at at a a time. time. Hello hello and
1: welcome back to another episode of Mystic Medicine. As always, this is your girl, Andrea.
0: And this is Shelby Valentine. And we are joined by our dear friend, Ashley Waverly. Hello, hello. Who you may have heard on my podcast or on a previous episode of Mystic Medicine. Or a future episode, if it hasn't been released (laughs) (laughs) yet. We don't know what day it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's unclear. Um, Today we are going to have a conversation about body image and kind of share our personal experiences with body and relationship to body and also give you some frames about how to think about body image and how to kind of better understand your own and this is sort of like my wheelhouse this is what I've coached hundreds of women through and this is very personal to me um, because of my journey with body so yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation. I find that this is almost like a universal topic. Um, it's very complicated. It's very nuanced. It can be uncomfortable. But I find that having the conversation and the safety of a safe relational container of other women is like the way to do it, which is why I created Body Speak, which is a group program, which we'll talk about later in the episode. But... That's what we're doing today. We're just, like, girls sitting in a circle talking about body image. (laughs) And so, yeah, we encourage you to just listen with an open heart and, yeah, just join us in the conversation. So, talking about body image, what comes up for you when you hear that word, body image? Mean girls standing in front of the mirror
1: criticizing
0: their, they're like, oh,
1: my hips are too thick or whatever, Mm -hmm. my nose is so big, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, the whatever her name is she's like i have bad breath in the morning oh yeah (laughs) but i think this is like really healing because we're 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 having a different conversation about body image where i feel like women are talking about body image but it's very almost like derogatory it's almost like Mm -hmm. we're putting each other down we're putting ourselves down we're putting other women down and we're here to change it up shelby shelby is here to change it up
0: (laughs) (laughs) our fearless leader yeah yeah what has been your relationship with that word?
2: I, it is such a teenage word that mm-hmm. to me. Like, that feels like the first connotation. And then the disappointment of, oh, but it doesn't end when you're not a teenager. Yeah. Like, your relationship mm-hmm. to your body and this, like, ongoing body image mm-hmm. relationship. It just keeps going. Like, I'm in my 30s and I'm like, oh, I'm still in a relationship with this body. And it is changing both my relationship to it and the body itself.
0: Mm. Yeah, for sure. I was actually just writing about this. Like, one of the biggest myths that we believe about body image and self image and self worth is that it gets better with time mm-hmm. and it, that we age out of it without intentional work. And it's not true. It actually gets worse.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to end when puberty ended.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And by intentional
1: work, you mean intentional work on your mindset, not intentional work on, your, on just right, your body, right? Intentional work, not
0: intentional workouts. <laughs> um, although it's like there is this thing of like if you're treating your body really well, you're probably moving, right? Yes. You're probably strength training. You're probably doing yoga. You're probably dancing. You're probably, you know, physically engaging your body. But yeah, that's another myth that body image improves if you're smaller, Mm -hmm. which is just simply untrue. And you can look at anyone who's ever had an eating disorder and honestly like anyone in the fitness industry, which is like my history, both of those things. And it's just like not fucking true. It's just not true. I think that's like a really pervasive belief. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going through a dark time
2: uh, recently and I had lost a bunch of weight because of the anxiety that I was facing with this life change that was happening and so i lost a lot of weight pretty quickly and was kind of the smallest in this body perhaps i've been like Mm. since i've hit puberty right and it happened with very little effort first of all and i kind of stuck around for a while like there was like a six month period where that was just the shape and size of my body and every day i would wake up and i'd look in the mirror and i would just be like but you're so unhappy Mm. Like, oh, yeah, you're this size. And maybe some people are like, oh, my gosh, that's the most ideal way your body could ever look. And, like, you should – everything's great. And I was like, but I'm so deeply unhappy. Mm. Not just with my – not with my body, but just, like, with my life. Like, this yeah. – the, the correlation isn't there.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: which was, a like, a pain – you know, it was, like, this tough love kind of thing of, like – not that I thought I would be happy if I looked that way, but it was this very embodied experience of – oh fuck and I'm still not happy Mm, because a lot of external things but yeah it didn't make any of those things better or less painful because I was skinny
1: yeah I feel that I feel that a lot now because everything in my life feels so good and delicious Mm. like my relationships my friendships I mean we're sitting here on a sunny day recording a podcast like everything feels so fucking good and I'm at the lowest weight I've been at since before I started drinking heavily. So it's crazy, right? Like this should be, this is it. It's all perfect. And I found, I was speaking to you guys about this. This is the most unhappy I have been in my body. Mm. And I think it's just paying attention at this point. I'm like, oh, I'm actually listening. I'm paying yeah. attention. I'm mm. I'm feeling into this feels good. Am I dressing this way because of me? Am I eating this because I want to? And it really hit me the other day that I fucking hate my body. Like, Mm -hmm. I hate how I look, and I hate how it's presented in this world, and I'm, like, really struggling with this. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And It's almost like my body had to wait. It was, like, the last thing. It's like, okay, we've worked through so much trauma. We've worked through so much around addiction and anxiety and depression and okay now now we can come to the surface and be like yeah this is actually very it's very deep and it's a wound that you know doesn't entirely feel mine Mm it feels like something I've picked up from other women specifically my mom Mm -hmm. yeah and also we talked about this in a like a podcast episode recently society. So it's, it's a culmination and it's coming, it's coming to a tipping point. Honestly, it's coming to a point where I'm like, I don't fucking know what to do anymore.
0: Yeah. Like over it. Mm. Yeah. I totally hear you. And you know, when you get to that point and you're like, okay, I've been kind of self deceiving. Like I actually like, am really unhappy with my body and I don't really, I know. Right. Like I know definitively that it's not related to size. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, where's what are my options because in society the only options that are presented are okay get a trainer go on a diet like lose more weight like that's that's it yeah there's not like a framework or like a there there's some now but there's you know that's why I made body speak because I was like I feel like I threw spaghetti at a wall for so long mm. I was, like let me try this work let me try mirror work let me try plant medicine let me try self-pleasure let me try like
2: And then
0: you started throwing zucchini noodles at the (laughs) wall. Zucchini noodle stuff. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, you just, I just threw, I just tried everything. And I was like, if I would have just saved so much time, had I been given just like a frame and actionable tools, um, and a space, you know, to work through it. Um, and I really think it's like, it's something that we think that we're alone in. And obviously therapy is amazing and like obviously having a one-on-one coach is amazing but like doing body image work together is so potent and Mm -hmm. I think the most potent relational container to do it in because you know we actually need each other as mirrors in such a real way and it's it's really powerful to do in in a circle because you know we have so much shame around this and we're like, well, I don't know why I hate my body. Like, I feel shameful for hating my body. And like, you know, just airing it out. Like, even you speaking that, you know, like, I literally just felt the alchemy of like, we were like, mm, okay. You know, like, it just, the density just goes goes away yeah. enough for us to be like, okay, let's look at it. Like, oh, that's weird. Andrea hates her body. That's kind of weird. Like, let's, let's like examine it. And that's, that's like the power of being able to like find a safe space. And so if you don't have that, like this podcast is like a container for you to, you know, some self-reflection like okay like maybe it feels safe enough to kind of go into my psyche in this way and be like okay like what is my relationship with my body really because we will self-deceive all day Mm -hmm. about our relationship with our body and about our eating habits and about the way we treat our body and about our boundaries and about the fact that the way we exercise or don't exercise is healthy we will just self-deceive when it comes to the body so much until one day you're like okay, I need help. This yeah. isn't working. Yeah. So, going back to um, society, you know, it is totally true that we live in a society that favors certain bodies over over others. When you mentioned that before, can you speak more about, like, your experience, you know, living in society? <laughs> living yeah. in society.
1: I think it's also, yeah. there's, like, subcultures to society too, so mm-hmm. there's being a Hispanic woman, mm-hmm. yeah. growing up in a in a Mexican family with like family members and stuff, women are expected to look a certain way, and so it's like the big butt, the small waist, the big boobs, which is now society in general, but like it's very prominent in Hispanic communities to have women that look this like very curvy and very oh over like hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. I literally do not feel fucking sexy ever. Like, it's really hard for me to be like, yeah, I feel so sexy and hot. And so that's a little bit of like a cognitive dissonance for me to be like, I I know I can, I can look that way, but I don't feel that way. It's Mm -hmm. not embodied for me. And it's so pushed on us to be received by other people in a certain way. And so I don't know if, if this is just me, like maybe all women don't actually feel sexy a hundred percent of the time always and forever. But this is how we like are perceived and, and overly sexualized at a very young age. But it starts in our Disney movies. It starts Mm -hmm. in seeing our, our mothers and our aunts, you know, not love their body or Mm -hmm. talk down about themselves when we think they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. I shared this story with you the other day and It, like, just hit me, like, Mm -hmm. after we got out of the car, I was like, oh, yeah, that was, that was really fucked up, where my mom, who I think is gorgeous, she would complain about her body and say horrendous things about herself and then turn around minutes later and say, oh, you're, like, identical to me. Mm -hmm. So, even though she wasn't saying it Mm. to me, there was this, we look identical and also, I hate the way that my ears are and my butt is and my boobs are too small and my shoulders and this and that. And so, as I'm getting older, the more I look like her, the more I hate my body. The more I'm like, wow, this this is like, this is wrong with me. I need to change this. This needs to be fixed. And it's like, no, this is actually just my body. And. This might this might be more of like just a me thing, but even being so petite has been really hard for me to like accept, especially cuz my husband's so fucking tall. <laughs> so it's like very clear that I'm super small, but it's been this like, oh, you're only half of a human because you're so small. You're not worth mm. this full whatever, right? Like you're not you're not a full person. Um, And I've actually heard this from a few different women that are under five feet, rising woman on Instagram. Mm. She's 4'11 as well. And she wrote this beautiful post about being called a midget. And I sobbed as I read it like four times over because it was was, like so close to home. And I actually never took the time to, to sit back and be like, oh, yeah, this is something that was projected on me. And I'm also dealing with unconsciously. And there's also some cognitive dissonance for me because I talk so much about how much the body is a priority in our embodiment and our enlightenment and how, you know, I'm so thankful because my body holds space for me to like incarnate, right? Like, yes, on that spiritual end, I'm so thankful that it's anchoring me to this earth. And Mm -hmm. also I'm not immune to the fact that I don't look a certain way and Mm. that I'm not perceived a certain way because of how I look and it comes down to being over sexualized it also comes down to the color of my skin like I'm not gonna lie there's a lot of racism in a lot of places that I've traveled to and it's very Mm. obvious when I'm being treated a different way because of the color of my skin and so that's another layer of like if only I wasn't fucking brown like mm. if only I had blue eyes and blonde hair. If only I was a foot taller. Like all mm. of these things that are, not just I mean they can't be just me. Like other people must be feeling totally. this as yeah. well.
0: Totally. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for holding space.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, you know, it's something I teach in body speak. Like you're not making it up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, like. You're not making it up that you're treated differently if you're in a, a bigger body, a shorter body, a too tall body, a brown body, a black body, an Asian body, you know. A too skinny body. A too skinny oh, body. too skinny bodies. Even like a like a sexual, like a, a sexual, I feel like my body's pretty sexual, like a yeah. sexual body. Like, yeah. you can't fucking win, right? You know. No.
2: This no. is the thing. It's always a moving target. Yes. Like, you know, if we look, if you go to an art museum and you look at all these paintings of women throughout different histories and time, they're all different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are representations of, at the time, what was considered yeah. the most beautiful. And it always changes. Yeah. And so it's this fallacy that. You have to be any one certain way because in five years, in ten years, in ten months, it's going to change. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's this, also this fallacy that you can change your body to conform to today's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. beauty
1: standard. I mean, we talked about this. You can. It just takes a lot of money. We'll take <laughs> it's a uh, highly skilled yeah. professionals. There's, We all know yeah. a certain
2: family We've that loves to do some
1: alliteration,
2: <laughs> that loves to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars changing their, their bodies when... You know, like like we change our clothes yeah. because it's trendy, right? Like right. body image bodies is a trend, trending, yes. yeah, yeah, and it's so fucked. It's yeah. so it's so fucked. But yeah, it's. I spend a lot of time in the fashion world, specifically in like the New York City like luxury fashion world, Oof. which is not kind to bodies. Bring it all
0: out. <laughs> Bring it to the yeah, table. Yeah, what, what is it like sure. working in that? and being around that.
1: Yeah. So. Being submerged
2: in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, you know, my particular participation of it had a lot to do with models and with casting models and fitting models and so it was it really was like pretty high touch, high contact, high impact of of bodies and of what that world thinks is okay or is worthy of a body. And it's interesting because a lot of it Like I said, you know, I I mentioned, like, oh, having too skinny of a body. Mm -hmm. These women – so, you know, everyone has a natural – everybody's body is natural, right? Everyone's bodily shape is natural. And you can – yes, there are, like, things you can do to change that within a certain, like, percentage of it. But your body is the shape of your body. Yeah. And there's, like, groups of people have the same shapes of bodies naturally. And so there's definitely, like, a swath of women – and I'm not one of them, just to be clear. But there's a swath of women that are, like – you know, six foot tall and they have 20 inch waist. That's how their body is. Mm -hmm. They do nothing to make it look that way. Mm -hmm. They treat their bodies like absolute temples. They exercise with how we think we should exercise. They eat, they nourish themselves. And that's how they look. And that triggers a lot of people Mm -hmm. because that's currently the correct way to look. And so there is this weird almost like reverse prejudice Uh of they're also othered then because Mm. they're too skinny Mm -hmm. you clearly you can only have that body if you're doing something wrong you can't naturally have that body Mm -hmm. and so it's the same you know as someone that might be experiencing they have a bigger body and they experience some kind of like negative connotation because of that people of all sizes have that at a certain point right Mm -hmm. and so even when we think of um clothing options or shoe options. Andrea, we talked about this before where you have a small foot and yeah. so we talked about like in just inclusion on sizing. So maybe you can't always I'm not trying to go for it. But it's like maybe you can't always buy like women's shoes. Oh no, I can't.
1: No. I will say I save a lot of money buying kids' shoes, though. Yeah, that's my that's my silver lining to yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it's totally on the other side of the spectrum, right? If you have really like big
2: feet, maybe like there at some point, like we cut off where we think is acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Of deserving. Normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. of a shoe, of a dress, of a of a whatever.
0: Yeah, I think that it's just such a dangerous game, to be tying our worth to something that is always changing, Mm -hmm. right? And then also to be tying our worth to something that is always changing, a.k.a. our body, right? Like, our bodies will change just like they will die. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this, like the whole anti-aging movement, like Mm -hmm. the whole plastic surgery movement, the whole skincare industry. It's, you know, predicated on the belief that it's not okay to have your body change and it's not okay to age and we all suffer as a result of this egregore you know at the top or multiple that are just preying on our low self-worth that they created
1: yeah yeah and making
0: money off of it exactly it's all created
1: and
2: perpetuate yeah, yeah yeah to make money Absolutely. Yeah, Jess Jessica Delfino, wanna give her a shout out here. Mm-hmm. Unpublishable is her substack. She does incredible, incredible work, kind of unpacking what we can call like the the beauty industrial complex. Um so definitely check check her check her work out. It's really illuminating and like nourishing. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, Of course you think you hate everything yes. about yourself. That's how the entire system is is designed and this was a big practice that i had had to do eventually in in the fashion world but it's you know something you can do today that maybe is a little less personal is to go through is to like diversify your instagram feed Uh uh-huh
0: i talk about this in body speak
2: so like if everyone in your instagram feed is a particular looks a particular way that maybe we think is some standard right so maybe they're like skinny white women yeah Tone skinny white women, whether they be like highly fashionable or maybe they're yoga instructors or like whatever corner of that there is, unfollow a bunch of them mm-hmm. and follow a bunch of other, like follow literally anyone and everyone else mm-hmm. so that what you're looking at constantly is a mo- much more realistic representation of bodies. Mm-hmm. It takes so much pressure off of you. Like it just instantly, without ever going to the gym, <laughs> without changing any damn thing you eat, it's like, oh, yeah, look at
0: It's all good. Totally. Totally. Or just, like, go out into the world (laughs) and, like, take a look at, like, bodies. And it's like, okay, yeah, we all have different looking bodies. And, like, everybody has different amounts of fat. And everybody is a different color. Like, it's it's a really good exercise to go through your Instagram feed and be like, why do I believe this to be true? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, why Mm -hmm. do I believe I'm not good enough? And it's usually because we are idolizing these bodies. And also I found in coaching women... From for me, my idolized body was like a bodybuilder, like a bikini competitor. Mm-hmm. With like I never wanted fake boobs, but like they had like fake boobs and like just like zero percent body fat and mm-hmm. muscles. And I was like, that's amazing. Little did I know how fucking disordered yeah, <laughs> that whole like, thing is It's just a hormonal is. nightmare. <laughs> I mean it's 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 horrific. Yeah. Like it's so horrible. It really is bad <laughs> on every level, in my opinion. Um but Like, the resistance that you might feel to diversifying your feed. And this shows up with my clients who are vulnerable enough to, like, share. But, like, following, like, you know, um, there was a fat, which is not a dirty word, right? Like, a fat, bigger-bodied black woman on a fitness cover recently. I don't remember which one. I think it was Shape magazine or something. And there was this huge outrage around it. Huge outrage talking about how it's, like, disgusting and, you know... The, but this is normal, no, right? I know, but people like, people call me is... fat on the internet. Like, they call you fat. I've been called fat many times. Mm. It's just it just happens. Yeah, like we sh- we should we can't be shocked. We're- no one is immune to this. Yeah, models get called it. Oh, Haley okay. Bieber gets called it. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It literally doesn't matter. It's never gonna be good enough ever. But there was this huge backlash around that, and you know I've had clients confide in me that like it's hard for them to follow a bigger body, black fat woman who is in lingerie. Like it's, it's like hard because that is the programming that is so deep. Like that's wrong on so many levels. And it's like fat phobia is rooted in racism, Mm -hmm. right? It's Mm -hmm. like fearing the black body Mm -hmm. also. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's a whole thing that I talk about in body speak, but like we need to really, uh, this is shadow work. We need to address our aversion to looking at different bodies. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a huge problem. And so many, like, you know, the white feminist movement, so many women are like, yeah, like pro women. And it's like, well, what does your fucking feed look like?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, how much Botox do you have? That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> I mean, really, not to like throw you under the bus, but it's like, if you can't, you know, there, if you're going to sit here and say all bodies matter, right, yeah. which was what absolutely what we're saying, it's like, well, you can't draw this imaginary line at wrinkles and then like wrinkles are bad like why are wrinkles different than fat yeah you can't kind of like pick and choose what you're demonizing
0: yeah it's difficult because it's like at what point at what point do we have to denounce all of it Mm -hmm. you know so it's this constant unraveling and it's like really doing the work around what is for me and what is for Mm -hmm. them yeah and that deconditioning work is brutal Um, And Money with Katie, who is a podcast I follow, she talks about how she cut $250 to $300 of expenses that were all just related to, you know, being an acceptable woman. Mm. Nails, hair, highlights, uh, clothes. And, you know, I'm not immune to, like, wanting to look good, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, a matter of, like, is it for me or is it for for them? And it's, like, well, on some level, it's for them. Mm-hmm. Because if we didn't have mirrors mm-hmm. and we didn't have social media and we didn't mm-hmm. have um, access to celebrities, like none of us would be caring. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, for yeah. sure. The conditioning is so deep, and it's like I'm not here to like judge any like level of that. Um, but it's just a really, you know, it's it's brutal shadow work to do actually to yeah. realize like what is for you and what is for yeah. other.
2: Like, why are you shaving your legs?
0: Yes. That's the thing. It's like, if you go all the way to the other side, that's when people are, you know, full blown hippies, which is not a bad thing. It's just like, how much are you willing to decondition? Like what is, you know, I feel like once you do some deconditioning work around it, you can kind of decide like what is for you Mm -hmm. and what is not, Mm -hmm. but we're all walking contradictions. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If we're like putting a brush through our hair, Mm -hmm. you know, who's that for? (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's a big conversation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's been present for me a lot with being married and how much I was like, oh, I'm doing this for Michael. Michael, like, I really do not give a shit. Like, Mm. I'm just, I'm just happy. And so if it's stressing you out, like, it's not, it's not a big thing. And I stopped wearing makeup for a long time after my policy and politics days ended. I was like, fuck this. I'm not dressing up. I got rid of all my heels And it, like, slowly started to come back when I realized, like, no, I I actually enjoy doing this. So now I, like, sometimes I wear makeup and I'm just at home. Sometimes I go out and I wear makeup. Um, My hair has been a really big one for me personally. And that was, like, complete opposite to where I was before. Because before I really did not give a two shits about my hair. And now it's, like, no, this is very much a personal practice. So the consciousness around unraveling that is huge. Also, goddess yoga. I want to, like, jump back two steps when we were talking about surrounding yourself Mm. with women of different shapes and different colors goddess yoga has been so beautiful and we were just talking about this yeah watching other women be sexual in all of their glory Mm. and holly the creator of goddess yoga she is a beautiful sexual being Mm -hmm. extremely radiant and also her body does not look like something that would be on the cover of a magazine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's sexy it's beautiful and yet seeing her be so fucking confident in how she feels as opposed to how she looks is amazing and like eye-opening and also revolutionary to my own idea and perceptions around what can be sexy and what isn't or what whatnot. And and that's not to say that she's like not she obviously is, but she's not stick thin. Mm-hmm. and that has been like, oh, this is safe. I get to be safe in the sphere. Mhm I think you do that a lot too, with how you show up on social media. Mm. Thank
0: you, yeah, I mean, I everyone deserves to feel sexy. I mean, if you want to. if you don't care, it doesn't matter. but like, yeah. I mean, the body that you have doesn't dictate how sexy you are. Mm-hmm. It's so an energy. Mm-hmm. It's so a confidence. And, um, I've been in so many different bodies and I feel like my like sexual confidence has always like been there. And so I've always like felt that way. Like, I don't know, like, but, but my body has fluctuated so, so much, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the confidence like hasn't really wavered since, you know, since doing the work around this, but I don't know. Anyone, anyone can, can own that. It's an inside job. It's such an inside (laughs) job. It's such an inside job. And the other thing is like so so many women are afraid that men will only like them if they're like a certain way. Yeah. Ooh, right? Yeah. yeah. Like a certain body or a certain whatever like style or you know, whatever. Like we, we think that it's like for men. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that like reality, like we have to poke holes in it. Mm-hmm. You don't want someone who wants you conditionally in a box right now who's not going to be okay with you aging or changing. Mm, yeah. yeah. You don't. You, yeah. you really don't. And and also
2: you wouldn't expect them yeah. to not age or change. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, so this like turn it on its head of like, oh, when a man ages, he's like this like silver fox. Yeah. And yes. there's like, absolutely no, no one's like, you know, change that.
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge double standard. It's a huge little standard. And the other thing is that, you know, in my experience, like, men don't give a fuck. No. Like, men don't even, like, fucking no like and if do anything. it's like you notice that like someone gains five pounds like that's a you thing right like men don't fucking care in my experience no, they don't care what your
2: eyebrows look like no. they don't care what shoes you're wearing. they prefer you're barefoot quite frankly
0: <laughs> i mean yeah it's like i don't know it's like an ass like I didn't think, or like a beautiful relationship but like either way whatever you're yeah. whatever like you're dealing with it's just like we we are so in our own like four walls that we think that everybody else is like Judging us and looking at us and, like, noticing. Um, Especially post-COVID, this came up a lot. Like, people are going to notice that I gained weight and, like, I don't want to, like, emerge from my house. Oh, yeah. That came up a lot. And I I get that. But it really comes down to the fact that, like, we're all so self-centered. Like, really? We're all so in our four walls. And we think that everybody else, like, really cares about, like, what we're doing. Like, what's going
2: on. It's like, when was the last time you thought about that lady you
0: saw at the grocery store? That's what I'm saying. What lady? But even, like, on Instagram, even, like, a friend, friend of a friend, even, like, a good friend. Like, we don't, we don't care about the weight gain. No. Like, we, or the weight loss. Like, I don't give a fuck. Or the greasy hair. (laughs) Or the greasy hair. I'm sitting here with real greasy
2: hair.
0: (laughs) yeah. I haven't showered since I worked out today. Like mm-hmm. I'm just it doesn't it like doesn't matter, but when we get so in our head around yeah. it, it can it can really spiral
2: and it's a great distraction from other things.
0: yes, like let yes. me just
2: focus all of this energy and attention on my physical appearance and I'm not gonna think about any
0: underlying shit. So that's so often subconscious, and that is in my opinion and experience and personal experience, that's where eating disorders come from. Mm -hmm. It's compartmentalizing. It's like a huge fucking distraction and illusion of control Mm -hmm. when something feels out of control Mm, or there's like, you know, abuse or trauma. It's like you can always link an eating disorder to a energetic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, It's just transferring energy. It's like, oh, unsafety in the body, subconscious. Oh, here's an eating disorder or here's disordered eating or here's an inner critic that's telling you hate your body, right? It's all a coping mechanism. Yeah. Um and there's no shame around it because it's really really fucking common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really common. I think it's really rare to meet someone who has always had a good relationship yeah. with their body.
1: Yeah. Can you talk about that because we shared our stories a little bit about our bodies and our perceptions of ideal body image, but you created Body Speak because you went through this and you no. had some deep wounding around your body and your eating and all of this stuff and now yeah. you're like the epitome of confidence in your body
0: thank you for sure and I love
1: that and it makes it's me feel
0: so safe like a miracle you. to hear you say that I mean I'm like <laughs> I'm like used to it now but like me a few years ago like that's a fucking miracle yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so like talk about it
1: like what are you what are you sharing? Like what's in BodySpeak? That's pure gold. And obviously you don't have to share the formula, but like Yeah. when people sign up for BodySpeak, what are they getting? Also, I want to I want a little bit of a sneak peek because Ashley and I are also doing BodySpeak yes. with yes. you. Come join us. Come join us in BodySpeak, but yeah. we would love to hear more of more of you.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I created BodySpeak based on so many hours of coaching hundreds and hundreds of hours of coaching over the course of the past three years with women and my own personal experience over the past probably like eight years with my body and if, you, if anyone has like heard my story you know that I struggled with an eating disorder for acutely for a year and then it lingered for a long time Um, So it was, like, really at the lowest for a year, but it definitely lingered for years after because it was never dealt with, and these things don't go away. (laughs) And, yeah, my my eating disorder, I'm, like, very grateful for because it was, like, a brilliant coping mechanism because of some acute trauma that I went through in a very short period of time, which I literally could not handle. So I always say, like, my body gifted me brutal eating disorders and addiction because Mm. it was, like, here is something else that you can do. (laughs) Um, And I just, I didn't have the tools and I didn't have the support. Not to say that the support wasn't available to me. I just wasn't able to receive support. I wasn't in the place where I could. And yeah, it was kind of a slow coming home to my body. Yeah, it was slow, right? It was like years and years and years of like dabbling in it, dabbling out. But mostly I was being quote really really healthy but it was really like orthorexic mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. common you swap into an eating disorder for like yeah. clean eating or orthorexia or overexercise and then I made it my job so that it would be really easy and I was just like shredded all the time and I was praised for it and I got clients for it and I got paid for it and I, and I got love for it and it was just like part of my lifestyle which is so often you know what we'll do we'll just like find a way to keep being disordered I kind of hit a tipping point When I had a big medical crisis in 2020, and I had been doing work around body before then, but not in a really intimate way, that's sort of when I did, like, acute work on all of my sexual trauma and my physical trauma, emotional trauma from that time period, and just sort of had all of these awakenings around all the ways that I was so disembodied and I was so not in my body, and I had such bad body dysmorphia, I can't even describe... How little I understood what I looked like. Mm. I had no idea. And so I tell people I didn't have a bad body image because I, to be frank, was always receiving attention from men, whether I was in a bigger body or a smaller body. And it was about control and it was about the number on the scale. But I didn't like look in the mirror much. Like it was just about like the control of like, it was like the game of it. Mm -hmm. It was like the game of it, but... I was so disembodied and I had such bad body dysmorphia. That was like my main issue. I had no idea what I looked like. Like I would see pictures of myself and be like, "Who is that?" Like, who is this person? And it was scary. I was just like, "I have no idea what I look like at any given moment." And that's really common. Even if you like see a picture of yourself and you're like, "Oh, like, who is that?" Or like, "What's that?" Like I had no idea I looked like that. Like it's so relatable. Literally me all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really real yeah, I mean, I just started doing deep fucking work on my body and I'm like, I'm going to find a way to like make this work Mm -hmm. and I'm going to find a way to get my vision back, which is what my crisis was. And so I just really threw the kitchen sink at it. And I went deep on all things, body image and all things, body love. And it was like a self-study and it was like a renunciation of fitness. And it was just like, aha moment, a revelation after revelation of like, oh my God, this is so disordered and this and this and this and this. And I know too much and it's hard to come back. And I had coaches and I had spiritual guides and I did medicine work around this. Specifically, I did mirror work every single day. I mean, I did all of the practices that I did in body speak and it it comes back to trauma, right? Like it comes back to some sort of trauma, right? With the body. Otherwise, we don't have disordered thoughts like dysregulated nervous system caused by trauma creates these dysregulated thoughts. So body image is no separate. And yeah, I just, I got the download for Body Speak a long time ago and I was like, I'm not embodied enough to teach this. Mm. And so I just dedicated my life to like embodiment and like goddess yoga, somatic breath work, being so intimate with myself, like pleasure, sexual exploration, mirror work every single day and just like treating my body like so well regulating my hormones get like I was off birth control off any like meds or like uppers like I got off my medicine for my eyes and I was just like I'm like coming home in every way Mm. and you know the work works Mm. that's that's the thing with body speak I was actually just reading some testimonials and it was like don't think that this is going to be the end it's going to be your jump start and You can't expect six weeks of a program to completely heal a lifetime of trauma. Yeah. But I give you a framework and the tools and like literally a roadmap on like how to get from this step to this step to neutrality to acceptance to love and here's why and here's the tools that we can use to move through all of this stuff. And I like, oh, I over deliver tools because you get the course forever. Everyone is going to take to different things, but there is a way through. Like, I've seen it, and a lot of times people just feel hopeless because there's just not a lot of talk around, like, okay, how? Because it's not as simple as an affirmation, and it takes a lot of different elements. So um, I, like, did my best to put everything into body speak and give people a taste of different modalities that have worked for me that have to do with the subconscious and, you know, mirror work and embodiment and sensual movement and pleasure and, like, education. There's a large portion of it which is just, like, teaching and yeah, at the end, everyone has felt really empowered to continue. I like to think of it as like a rite a of passage. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, we write letters to our bodies and we do a ceremony and we talk and speak it out. And it's so powerful. And it's like your relationship with your, I have chills. Like your relationship with your body will change after.
1: Yeah.
0: It's it's not like it's over, but it's like, okay, like I'm going to deal with like ages zero to like 28. You know, I'm gonna like deal with this and then make an make an actual change, cause like like I said, it's like this stuff gets worse, and if I always hear this, like women are so angry that like young girls, you know, those statistics are crazy. Like eighty percent of of five year old girls think they're fat or afraid of being fat. Mm. I, I teach these statistics in body speak. It's crazy. And we get so upset about it. But nobody's willing to take the time to Aligned heal ours. It, yeah, yeah. That's how it continues. It It's us. It's us. There's no activism for this that's better than you going inside and finding a way to fucking heal it so you can model to your child that, okay, it's okay to have a body. And that's it. It feels really important <laughs> to me. Also, I read a lot of things about how it's like problematic for coaches to say if I can do it you can do it but I don't think that's problematic I think like if I didn't see other people who were who like were in the depths of hell with their bodies and then come out of it I would have been like well I can't fucking do that so it's like yeah anyone can start and I've seen it over and over and over again and it's like it's really tried and true like hundreds and hundreds of people have gone through this process so I feel really good about it. Um, and it was totally channeled. So it's like, it's not really me. This is like for everybody. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a miracle that I'm teaching this now. If you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, I could never do that. It's like, yeah, you could. Like you you actually could.
1: Mm.
0: Anyone can. and it's, And it's our birthright. And it's actually natural. You know, we were all at Rewild together. And like, we were all naked together in community. And really quickly... Our nervous systems just recognized it as normal. We're like, oh my God, this is so natural. And we just kept doing it. Yeah. We just kept doing it. It's so healing. Yeah.
1: yeah. I will say Rewild is one of the few places that, A, I didn't look at my body negatively. Mm. I didn't look at my body that much at all.
0: Yeah. But then I didn't look That's at key. it
1: negatively when I did see it. I was like, oh, it's just another body. And also I didn't feel shame. Mm. And I always feel shame. Not, yeah. like, always, but I feel a lot of shame around how I dress, how I walk, how I talk, how I speak. It's very, like, present for me to feel shame in how... It's almost like the reception, Like, how am I... Where am I in this planet, in this space? And Rewild is like, no, you can sit in that chair and just, and just be and mm, just exist yeah. and not have to worry about, like, are they seeing that I'm hunched over? Are they mm. criticizing my hair or my face, my acne, my whatever, right? Like, Rewild was the taste of what it took for me to be like there's something wrong Mm -hmm. with me
0: outside of this very safe container Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, totally and it's like that self-awareness is is the only way to like get anywhere yeah you know i lied to myself for years about how i i still wasn't perpetuating disordered Mm -hmm. patterns and you know you have to have that moment to make a change where you're like okay yeah okay something's something's off the other thing is that you don't have i have a few women who have gone through body speak who are in it who are coming into this next round who don't have a poor body image but they're not treating their body well yeah so body speak is also about like like getting to the root of like why you don't feel worthy of treating your body like Mm. fucking gold Mm. Oof. yeah so it's like you could be like which was kind of me, right? Like I I thought I looked I thought I looked good, but I was treating my body like a piece of trash. Yeah. Aww, yeah. yeah. So it's like that's a worth issue. That's a yeah. worth wound. Yeah. And so it's like we deal with we deal with the worth wound too.
1: And how you do one thing is how you do everything. everything. Yeah. And so you're really calling the light to places that people aren't willing to look because it's easier to ignore our body and say oh i don't feel worthy of working out or eating healthy and organic food but yet this worth wound is repeating itself in your relationships and your job and your manifestation like
0: literally everywhere yeah yeah so this
1: is so important
0: yeah totally and also it's like it's so nuanced and so i try to do a good job of like presenting all the nuance yeah like i know so much about fitness nutrition supplementation holistic health parasite cleansing you know I know so much and there is a line between treating your body really well and orthorexia yeah right
1: yeah I don't the- think I know what orthorexia means I'm so sorry to interrupt but no you, like I'm yeah. having an amber moment shout out to amber, <laughs> <Shouting Can> amber <laughs> she's definitely gonna listen can you <laughs> tell me what
0: orthorexia, yeah. is? orthorexia is an eating disorder where there's like an intense fear of eating anything deemed unhealthy
1: <gasps> oh my gosh I have or that or not working out enough I
0: have, yeah, a, I have yeah. a, all of the above. D. All of the above. So a lot of people have undiagnosed orthorexia. Yeah. Oh my
1: god. It's like obsession, Fear, guilt, obsession. Yeah. I've had pancakes. This is like a side note. I've had pancakes like three or four times this last week and I'm like ashamed that Ashley is gonna come in and catch me eating pancakes again. Even though <laughs> they're, Meanwhile, they're like
2: protein pancakes <laughs> and she like doesn't put any like sugar or anything. there's not like there's not like um whipped cream yeah, and, not, like, bad. Like, no. yeah
1: Yeah, but like my brain assumes that like oh this is bad I'm mm. having something that I enjoy and so I'm like gonna get in trouble yeah. even though I know you would never but no. it's just like
0: wow I'm like this can is... I have one <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah and I'll just I'll walk through you know what we're gonna work through every week so week one we talk about ego shadow soul and inner child so understanding your self-construct and who it who or what is online that is related to this body image and and worth issue and learning how to work with that part, like Mm. really learning how to work with that part. The second week we talk about worth and body image. So understanding the subconscious and deeply understanding self-worth and what it is and where it comes from and why we're operating in low self-worth. Week three, we talk about the nervous system and embodiment what it actually means to get into your body and how to do that and what role your nervous system plays in being able to actually inhabit your body. Mm. Um, Week four, we talk about food and buffering behaviors and buffering behaviors are any behavior that we engage in to delay or postpone or avoid feeling a feeling. So, you know, most women I know binge, like Mm -hmm. I'll just say it, right? Most women binge and (laughs) and nobody talks about it. Like nobody fucking talks about it, but it's a real thing. So I focus on binging and restricting in this week and also what it looks like to actually be balanced. And my friend who is an intuitive eating counselor is going to come and talk to us on week four. Mm. Week five, we talk about pleasure and sexuality. And it's intentional that this is like later in the game. Um, You know, when people want to get more in touch with their sexuality and pleasure and yoni, I'm like, yes, but like start with like basic body stuff first because it's so intimate and it's like everything amplified times a zillion. Um, so we're going to have a sex educator who's also my friend and client coming on to talk to us about female pleasure and safe sex and harm reduction. It's going to be so fun. And we're going to do a goddess yoga practice. And then week six is about future visioning. It's about closing the chapter of you and your body from to that point and making amends and then actually starting to ideate about like, okay, like what does this next version of myself feel like, do, be, how does she show up in the world, um, and really doing identity work around like okay, like what is this new identity that I'm gonna take on moving forward? I have full body chills. Yeah. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm super excited, and yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey.
1: Also, the way that you deliver is exceptional. Everything you do as a client and as someone who's gone to Rewild, Thank you. I already know that, like, this is just such a basic outline and then you're gonna, like, bombard
0: us with all of the deliciousness. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. There's a lot in the course itself, yeah. <laughs> but in the weeks it'll be, like, kid-size. Yeah. yeah,
1: but just so all of this to say you never work with more women and more people than you know that you can, like, actually handle. So this is going to be a really intimate it is. group and a really intimate space. Mm-hmm. So I know that you already have most spots filled. How many spots are still open? So I have 3. I'm thinking of capping in at 12. That's the idea. Yeah. So I have 3 left. I know That someone is listening and they're like, this sounds divine. I would love to join Mm. Ashley and Andrea and Shelby and love myself unconditionally. So Mm. what would you say to someone who's like on the verge? Yeah. On that edge? Like speak to that person now.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I have so... I've been having so many conversations around this. You're never going to feel ready. Like you're never going to feel ready to go into this wound. You're really not. I don't feel ready. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, there's always an element of not ready. Yeah. Diving into this. But the possibility of what your life looks like when you are embodied and when you love your body, it's like, it's amazing. It's like fucking amazing. And that is the vision that like is possible. That is your birthright, which is your natural state. You know, if you're like next round, it's like, I don't know. Like, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. There's just never a right time to do it.
2: But right now is kind of the perfect time if there ever was a perfect time because yes. like imagine so much of this work in the world starts on January 1st.
0: Yeah, mm. right?
2: It's like, "Oh, January 1st, do you new know year. I needed to
0: do it before yes. before that." <laughs> yeah. New year, new
2: me. So yep. imagine going into the holiday season with this instead of, like, carrying all this shit with you and you're, like, in the worst dark place and now it's the holidays, so let me just schlep everything, all the other shit on top of it and amplify everything. And then in January, maybe then I'll kind
0: of, like, take stock. Why? Why wait? Just start today. That is, that is the thing, actually. And during the holidays, it's really common to fall back into old Mm -hmm. coping, coping mechanisms, to drink too much, to numb your emotions, to binge, to, like, eat like shit, to, like, not move, or to just, like, shame yourself for that, or to, like, be shitty to yourself. Everyone feels gross after the holidays. I don't, I, like, did do not celebrate a traditional holiday season anymore, but apparently, like, I remember there's, like, a lot of parties, and, like, there's a lot of socializing, and I've had clients be, like, wow, like, I call such bullshit on all of this January 1st bullshit yeah. now. Yeah, yeah because we just poke holes in it. Like we just poke holes in it and you, you just stay in your lane. Right. And when you have the tools to actually live a balanced lifestyle, you don't need anyone else to mm-hmm. tell you what to do or what to eat or how to dress. You don't need anybody else when you actually have the capacity to be in your body and listen to your body. So that's what it is. It's like a, it's like a grounding down into your inner knowing and also just learning like how. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say apply. <laughs> join us. Yeah, I would say apply. Join join the sisterhood. It's it's a it's gonna be amazing. Every single woman in there is just amazing. And yeah, I'm really, really excited for this round. Yeah. Yeah. You have so much medicine that you
1: serve all the time, always. Like you are medicine. Thank but you. But when it comes to this specifically, your aura just like lights up, you like start mm-hmm. to channel, really? you're yeah. like yeah. a totally different yeah. new so person. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think this program is so fucking worth it. Like this is your baby. Like you have created this amazing thing that was channeled and you can like gift other people and literally change their lives. Mm -hmm. And so there's no point in waiting and there's also no point in putting it off any longer. Like the sooner you have these tools, the more time, the more energy, the more like all of it, you just have more of it with
0: it and it can be applied to literally anything else. Mm -hmm. But Body is so important. Totally. Yeah. And everyone takes it differently. I've I had people who didn't even log into the course who just came live and, and received the medicine they needed. And they're like, I'll go back to it when I'm ready. Yeah. Um, and then I had people who were just like in it every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really like a choose your own adventure. And I definitely over provide in terms of like what you can go into. But if you show up to all six calls and all three healings, like you will not leave the same person. there's just alchemy happening. It's Mm -hmm. just impossible. Mm -hmm. Alchemy and sisterhood. Alchemy and sisterhood. (sighs) It's a fucking move.
1: Plus, this is the only round that Ashley and myself (laughs) are going to be in. So you
0: already know it's going to be out of this world. I mean, it really is. Yeah. There's a lot of power.
1: You alone, but like, it's a a different, it's a
0: whole different. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to be good. Yeah. You can apply with the link in the show notes and learn more there and also read Testimonials from women from the last round. Beautiful, you're worthy of feeling good in your body.
1: Yeah, you're worthy of loving yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Shall we end on a prayer? So, just gently closing your eyes if that feels available and safe to you. Just taking a deep breath in through the nose. Out through the mouth. <sighs> Putting one hand on your heart if that feels loving and supportive and just speaking this manifesto for peace in your body and with your body just letting the words land may we all find home in this physical form may we all embrace our shame may we all remember our inherent worth may we all honor our divine sexual energy May we all marvel at our childlike innocence. May we all nourish adequately. May we all move with purpose. May we all rest freely. May we all integrate our wildness. May we all feel enoughness in our bones. May we all find balance. May we all be fully alive. May we all be free. May we all be love. And so it is.
1: So it is. So it is beautiful well that was another episode of mystic medicine thank you so much for joining us we will see you in the next one bye bye thank you for joining us for another medicine journey
0: be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and share and tag us on instagram at mystic medicine tribe if
1: you loved this podcast we invite you to leave us a review
0: okay mystic go serve your medicine